Tuesday with Smash Africa on Five Nights. For Relationship Tuesday, we are unpacking Hero Savior Complex. And I am joined on the line by senior social worker, Sean. And who's here to answer this question? Are you dating people because you feel like you, you can save them? And many more questions. Good evening, Sean. How do you do this evening? Good evening, Smash Africa. Good evening to all your lovely listeners. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yo, man, uh, I am doing, I'm doing fabulous. Thank you for asking. And I'm, I'm looking at the questions that I have for you for, for, for our content piece this evening. Yeah. And I'm like, people go through this for real, for real? <laughs> uh, this is why they say, uh, pandemic. About <laughs> <laughs> that has been the theme this evening. From the start of the show, yeah. I'm talking about the songs I've been playing. People have just been going. You know, yeah. to, to unpacking this conversation. But also what's beautiful about having this conversation, um, uh, we, are sh- we are shedding light on what others might be going through and not being aware that they are part True. of, um, uh, I don't want to call them this group of people, but they have this hero-savior complex. Mm. Um, and, and it's important that we share the light because, well, like you're saying, some people might not even be aware. Mm, mm. Now, care to elaborate or describe the behavior of someone who has a savior hero complex? What does that look like? Okay, so savior hero complex, also known as the white knight syndrome, mm. is essentially someone who believes that they can save someone else from their own problems. So if we're talking in the context of a romantic relationship, um, I then become focused on fixing my partner rather than loving them as they are. Mm. And as we all know, healthy relationships actually should be mutually enjoyable. They should be a give and take. But what we find in this case is that the one party is made out to be a charity case and a recipient of attention, love, affection, and solutions from this particular individual. Um, What's important to note, however, is that these are people that only feel good about themselves when helping this particular individual. They have fantasies of omnipotence, where they feel that they're omnipotent or the most important person in the room. They're the only person who can solve problems and so they then become attracted to individuals that are vulnerable. Mm, 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 mm. Deep, deep indeed. Now, what are the possible things that can lead to someone expressing this sort of behavior? And and the reason why, because you, you mentioned about like someone who looks vulnerable and they, they can come in and be the hero. Mm. Like, can also those people be aware when they are dating someone who's like that? Um, well, they can be aware, but it serves their purpose, doesn't it, or their needs? Because mm. what essentially happens, the scenario is we find that a lot of the times it's actually a lot to do with um, how someone was raised. So this predisposition to be a savior or a hero in a relationship can be traced back to um, dysfunctional family dynamics in childhood, which then translate into this negative behavior in adulthood. It could also be that this is somebody that struggles with setting boundaries, so they love pleasing people a lot to the extent that they're willing to make self-sacrifices that are highly um, costly to them and to their mental well-being. And the 
tricky part is that it's harder to spot because it's closely related to insecurity and low self-esteem, which is actually highly normalized in a lot of romantic relationships, right? Mm. Um, we, are, we actually even glorify it when somebody is insecure or when somebody has a low self-esteem. Esteem. So a lot of the times it's really just about this strong sense of validation that they need and they can only get it when they help everybody else or when they help their partner. They don't have an internal validation system, which is very important because that's what would allow somebody to be okay, even if they don't have to sacrifice themselves for the sake of someone else. How do we go about fixing the problem of savior hero complex? Is it like a once-off thing or is it something that you have to do, like if you are thinking of changing how your body looks? Okay, so uh, I think we have to start by putting things into perspective. So firstly, how is it a problem? Mm. It's a problem in the sense that a lot of the time, somebody that has a savior or hero complex engages in self-sabotage um, for moral purposes. So a lot of the times, if I only have, let's say, a thousand rand left, and then because I have that hero complex, I'm more than willing to go hungry for the next three weeks because I've given money to my partner when I know fully well that I can't afford to. Um, so they then make ex- excessive personal sacrifices. They overextend themselves in terms of time, in terms of money, even in terms of emotional space. These are the problems. Um, what then happens is that it teaches that particular partner that you're with the victimhood, right, mentality. So what you're essentially doing is that you're infantilizing them. It becomes more like a uh, parent-child relationship instead of a relationship of equals. And this is where the problem lies. It then disrupts those relationships, and you then start seeing your partner as a project that needs to be fixed because you are Mr. Fix-It or Mrs. Fix-It. So what we then need to do is to get to a point where we work on active listening as opposed to always coming up with solutions, we need to understand that sometimes, and I say this with absolute certainty as a therapist, sometimes people just want to be listened to. They don't necessarily want your solution. They just want you to listen to what they're saying. And we should then only offer our assistance in low-pressure ways. So in other words, only when someone asks for help do we then proceed to help them. And we also need to remember that we can only control ourselves. That's what's important. Because part of the problems I have with people that have the hero complex is it's all about control. They want to be in control of the situation. So it's about recognizing that, listen, you don't control anybody else except yourself. Um, And then we then need to also then do some self-exploration. Why are you so inclined to help? Why do you feel the need to always be so helpful when somebody is in trouble? And are you sure it's not a trauma response? And are you sure you're not using that to mask or to hide your own issues that you haven't dealt with um, in in the past? Then obviously we can then speak to therapists like Sean. um, And we need to also then remember that you are that individual's partner. You're not their parent or their therapist. And you're not skilled enough to save the world as it were. Mm, I like that. I like that. And also what I was hearing in the background, you know, as the harmonies, boundaries, boundaries, yes. boundaries. But like yes. to everything that you said, where are the boundaries? That's, that's important. That's so beautiful. Now, I want to know, are people sometimes attracted to people because they feel they can save them? Is, is, it's, a, it's a clear yes or no question. Yes. 
definitely. Um, if I if I struggle with the savior or hero complex, I'm definitely going to be attracted to somebody who's vulnerable because then that's going to speak to my ego and feed my ego in the sense that I'm able to save them in quotes. And I say save in quotes because, again, like we said, a lot of the times, what we feel is helping this particular person or saving them, we're actually just disabling them and we're just disempowering them a lot more. And to some level, we are dehumanizing them because it's almost like we're saying, well, you can't cope on your own, so you need me to help you. Oh, man. Oh, man. That that sounded like church. Wow. No, because the thing is, you've just answered all the questions that I had lined up for you. Um, And and, and in closing, someone is aware of this situation, um, that they have a hero-savior complex, Mm. or they are in a relationship with a hero-savior complex individual. Mm. What's the best way to address this this part of their lives without ruffling feathers mm. and without also overstepping your place as yeah. a partner who's aware of this? Yeah. I think the starting point would be to realize that it's called a partnership for a reason. It's mm. called a relationship for a reason. So the second it's a relationship or it's a partnership, then it means we are partners. By virtue of being partners, we're equal. So I then need to understand that um, by virtue of being equal, I don't necessarily have to overextend myself. So we, we need to be clear here. It's okay to help someone if they need help and if they've asked for help. But if you find yourself going out of the way to try and force your help on someone when it has not been requested, then you're actually doing more harm than good. And the starting point would then be to have a conversation with your partner to say, um, I feel that you act in this particular way and when you do this, because remember also good communication skills are important. If we want to avoid ruffling feathers, then always speak to the behavior that this person engages in rather than to attack this person. So you can't then get off the, 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 the show after the show and then go and say, well, actually, Sean says you, you struggle with the savior or hero complex. <laughs> <laughs> because that's going to be counterproductive. As we know, people are bound to defend themselves, mm, right? Mm. So you then need to find a diplomatic way of saying, listen, when you do this, when you overextend yourself for my sake, in as much as I appreciate it, I feel as though to some degree you are de- disempowering me and dehumanizing me because I can actually cope with these particular problems. And sometimes when I open up to you, I just want you to listen. That's all I'm asking for. So that's where the the conversation should start. But in the event that you struggle, then you can always reach out to Sean who will be able to best guide you on what to do. Uh, While you were saying that, I just got like another question where where someone is is always feeling as if it's their responsibility to look out for their partner's well-being. And by that, they are not aware that they are also playing the hero, savior, complex role. Where do we draw the line? Because you mentioned parents. I get it why parents are like, no, anything and everything for my child. But in a relationship, it's a different conversation altogether. So how do we how do we draw the line and we finesse that? You know, because I think there's also a very fine line. 
there is a very fine line, but the starting point is always respecting the individuality of your partner. So the, the problem is that uh, part of what we feel is romantic is what we see on in terms of popular culture, you know, romantic movies and how guy saves girl, um, the, the damsel in distress gets swept off her feet by this knight in shining armor. And that's problematic in the sense that, firstly, it presupposes that there's, for there to be romance, there needs to be somebody who's in distress, and then somebody who then comes in and saves the day. And that's the wrong um, outlook altogether. So what we need to do is to respect the individuality of your partner. In the event that you see that they're struggling, before you rush to come up with a solution, have you tried to listen um, and to understand how they're feeling and what they're experiencing. And I would also want to believe that if it's a right, if, if it's the right relationship, there shouldn't be any need for any rescuing. What should actually happen is that we have open conversations about the difficulties that I'm facing as an individual. And then in the event that I need help, my partner is then available and I can then say to her, I need help with regards to this. Can you help me? That way you avoid overextending yourself firstly, but also you avoid imposing yourself on the next uh, party because the second that you don't wait until they ask for help is that you get to a point where they then feel that you lost control. And that's why I say this savior hero complex borders around the issues of control as well. Somebody who always wants to be in control of situations and of their partners, etc. And that's why you then feel the need to be in charge all the time and to be the hero all the time. Mm-hmm. So step back, come down, have proper conversations. Do you need help? Can I assist you with anything? If that help is requested, then you can always be able to assist. But the most important thing is listening to your partner, respecting their individuality, respecting the fact that they're a human being with the coping skills and uh, mechanisms to be able to figure their way out of whatever trouble that they're going through. Your presence is more than enough. I just got a text from Moses. Moses says, I'm not a good communicator. In fact, I don't like talking too much. So how do I address this? <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing at Moses. <laughs> what do you say to Moses? So my take is always this. If you're not ready to improve on any of your weaknesses as an individual, please don't get into any relationship. If you sit and you say, well... I struggle with anger and that's just who I am and I'm not willing to do anything about it. For me, you're not ready to be in a relationship. If you struggle with communication, it's already a good thing that you're self-aware enough to know that this is a problem. So what we then need is for you to love this person enough, to respect your relationship enough, to go and get help to improve in terms of communication. Because for me, that's what love is about. It's about extending oneself. So if I say I love this individual, but I know I also come with a weakness in terms of communication, which makes the relationship fail to some extent or messes it up to some extent, then I should be willing to get help for that so that that relationship improves. So nobody should ever stand and say, well, I've got this weakness. Uh, I was born with a very short temper. That's just who I am. If you're unwilling to improve yourself for the next person or for your partner, then you're not ready to be in a relationship. Bars. On that note, where do we connect with you, Sean? Okay, so you can reach me on 079-078-5121. I'll repeat that, 079-078-5121. You can alternatively send an email to socialworkconsultant1, so that's one word, socialworkconsultant1 at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate your insight. With Smash Africa. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 10 p.m.